Welcome to the Parsha Perspective. Each week, we will delve deep in a weekly Torah portion to find a practical and insightful way to enhance your daily life. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Shalom Yimini. Each week, we will look into the weekly Torah portion to find inspiration that will complement your daily life and intensify your connection to God. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated by the Cohen family in honor of the Yortzite of the Ben Ishchai, which is on the 13th of Elul. May Hashem bless them with much health, success, and happiness. This week's Parsha Perspective is dedicated in memory of Shlomo ben Edward. May his soul be uplifted and his memory a blessing. This week's Parsha Perspective is also in honor of the birthday of Eli Tzvi Edelstein. May Hashem bless him with a year of happiness and health. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Kisavai. Our Parsha begins with Moshe Rabbeinu teaching the laws applicable once the Jewish nation settles down in the land of Israel. The first commandment is Bikorim, the mitzvah to bring the first fruit of each year's harvest to the base of Mikdash. This mitzvah only applies to the seven fruit and produce that Israel is known for. Wheat, barley, dates, figs, grapes, pomegranates, and olives. Moshe then reminds the Jewish nation of the blessings that they will receive for following God's commandments or heaven forbid the opposite. He continues with detailed instructions on how to proclaim these blessings and curses on Hargrizim and Haravel. Moshe then points out that we were selected by God to be his nation, and therefore it is incumbent upon us to act like we are God's chosen people. However, a question comes to mind. When the farmer brings the Bikurim to the base of Migdash, the Torah explains that he must give it to the Kayin and say a small prayer. As the Pasuk says, And the Kayin shall take the basket from your hand and place it before the altar. And you shall say before God, And Arami sought out to destroy my forefather, and he went down to Egypt and lived there with a small number of people, and there he became a great and mighty nation. But why did Moshe Rabbeinu say two very similar words, Va'anisa va'amarta, and you shall answer and you shall say? This is a double language that is not necessary for the mitzvah of Bikur. The Malbim on this Pasuk explains that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu said both of these words is because they have two separate meanings. The term va'anisa does not only mean and you shall answer, but rather it implies that you should proclaim this prayer with much passion and enthusiasm. And we see something very similar with Miriam Hanaviah, Moshe's older sister, when she gathered the Jewish woman to sing praise to God after crossing the Sea of Reeds. As the Pasuk says, Vatikach Miriam Hanaviah achos arin es atonef kol hanashim betupim and Miriam Hanaviah, the prophetess, Aaron's sister, took the drum in her hands, and all the women followed her, dancing with drums in their hands. Vata'an lahem Miriam, and Miriam told him with great passion, Shirul Hashem ki Sing to God for his great victory, for horse and rider he cast into the sea. However, the Orachayim HaKadosh gives a deeper and more powerful explanation. He explains that the words Va'anisa Va'amarta, does not only mean that you shall answer and you shall say, but instead it means you shall humble yourself and then say. As we see that Eoiv humbled himself when he cried out to God, Vayan Eoiv Vayoimar, and Eoiv humbled himself and then said, Because just as a person 
humbles themselves before a king, we must humble ourselves before we pray to the king of kings, HaKadosh Baruch. And the Arachim continues that this is why even during such a joyous occasion, we repeat the painful history of the Jewish people in Egypt during our prayers. As the next Pasuk in our Parsha explains, And we say, And the Egyptians were cruel to us, making us suffer, they imposed harsh labor upon us. We must never forget our lowly and modest beginnings. When our forefather Yaakov was just a worker for Levin who tried to destroy him, and yet he was a father of a large and powerful family. When the Jewish nation was subjugated and held captive in Egypt, and nevertheless, in His great kindness and mercy, Hashem took us out of Egypt with strength and glory. And as we quickly approach the high holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the lesson of the Arachim HaKadosh is ever more significant. Because before we can ask God to stamp us, please God, for a year of health, success, and happiness, we must humbly recognize His kingship and oneness, His greatness and glory. In our daily life, it is imperative that we understand that humility is a common character trait with all of our greatest leaders. From our forefathers to Moshe Rabbeinu and Davon HaMelech, it is clear that humility and modesty is a common denominator. Therefore, it would be wise and sensible for us to learn from them and become leaders in our personal lives. There is an amazing quote that I once heard. There is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. For true nobility is being superior to your former self. Have a great weekend and a good Shabbos. Thank you for tuning in to The Parsha Perspective. Check out our website, theparshaperspective.com. Send thoughts and comments to theparshaperspective at gmail.com. Till next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.